Hey, XOAO. What up, Atmosphere? How are you all doing today? Feel free to come up. Kind of the goal of today's discussion is just to keep it pretty casual and just, um, you know, open up some space to chat about the DAO. If people have questions, if people have ideas, kind of a brainstorming session. Um, maybe we'll run a couple updates just here in the beginning to chat just about some of the current proposals and just kind of where things are at if folks are interested. Um, but yeah, just wanted to hang for the next maybe like 45 minutes to an hour. We'll just kind of see who pops in and what ideas are um, generated. But yeah, feel free to share the space and invite yourself up if you like. Otherwise, I'll send an invite to you and harass you to get up here. Um, but yeah, hey, XOAO, how's it going? He might be in transition. We just got off another call, so bouncing back and forth to a couple different things. Um, I guess I'll just start by doing a quick little recap of kind of like what we've been working on this last week. What's up, Leonidas? Just was saying I'm going to do like a quick, hopefully like one-minute recap, kind of some of the stuff that Dow's been working on. And then I'd love to just open it up to folks to either ask questions about the Dow and you know, either it's questions about like what's been going on, what's what's being planned, and then if folks have like kind of ideas or um, kind of like a brainstorming session, which would be really cool. Um, you know, I think we have the Discord channel that's good for proposal ideas, but I know sometimes, you know, it's easier to just talk and let some ideas flow. So, um, hey, Leonidas, how's your day going? Good. Yeah, just saw you guys were hosting this space, figured I would come hang out. Um, I think these open forums are important. Uh, so just here, you know, happy to answer questions, but also might have some questions for everyone else. So yeah, just excited to be here. Awesome. Yeah, thanks for popping in. Um, and yeah, for everyone listening or for folks that pop in, like feel free to just request stuff. I know it looks like SJ's here. I think he said he was driving right now, but yeah, I'd love to hear about some ideas. I did post a couple things in this little, I think whatever people are calling it, Pirate's Nest or something, the, the uh, pin board up here. Um, I did post like SJ's idea about the keychains and some like 3D, um, I think they're like rubber or plastic, like keychain, a little um, tokens essentially of skulls of course we we um posted yesterday just asking folks like what communities do you want to see either like crypto skulls as a broader community and brand network with but then also like the DAO. and i think that's kind of you know we have like two different like kind of um not projects but like two pieces of the community working at one time um and i think just to like kind of note that the DAO has has some like um freedom to to network and partner and it might be like easier to operate that through the DAO than trying to get alex who's based in russia to commit to you know making a larger partnership with a brand or another community so that's kind of a cool thing we're we're looking at and you know it's awesome to see people's feedback on that post because some of those communities actually like there might be discussions about partnerships or events going on. And then it's also good to just get feedback to be like, Oh, I've never even heard of that group. Uh, I think math was posting about a project that he's really interested in. Um, and it's just a good way to be exposed to things that like, you know, aren't necessarily something that like I'm looking at or other people are looking at. Um, 
And yeah, you know, a lot of the, the work we've been doing is kind of storytelling collection and just archiving parts of history. So for folks that missed the Wizard X discussion last week, it was last Thursday, um, I encourage you to go check that out. We've had some really cool discussions over the last two months or three months. Um, you know, but the most recent ones with Wizard X and Eric Rhodes were just really enlightening and hearing from these guys that were buying skulls back in 2019, 2020. Um, you know, I guess the takeaway for me was like a lot of people at that point, well, two things, like the community was really small and it was very like art driven and, you know, hearing Eric and Wizard X speak about like they were really just buying skulls because they thought it looked cool. They had a connection to pixel art, maybe from their childhood. Um, but then also just like, they liked the color and the, um, just the diversity of the collection. So they, I don't know. I, I reflected a lot on that. Like it is important to be buying art that you enjoy and that you like, you know, brings you other value than just potentially, you know, making money off it. Um, and that was really cool to hear that from those guys. Um, and then of course we have a merch drop, that we funded through the DAO. So it's a collaboration between the Crypto Skulls DAO and Ocean and Sea, who might pop in. I'm not sure what he's doing today. Um, but yeah, there should be some more information and kind of like a clear timeline coming really soon for that first merch drop. So I'm really excited about that. The art's looking really super. And um, yeah, I think he's like ordered the materials and, you know, the ball is rolling. So now it's kind of up to just like, the supply lines and, you know, how fast printers can work and stuff. But yeah, kind of my goal would be, you know, hopefully to have some real like clarity on um, kind of a release date in like maybe like two to three weeks. So don't hold me to it, but that's kind of what I've got going. Um, XOAO, if you want to chime in or Leonidas on any of it, and then I'll just like harass people by inviting them up. And then if not, yeah, we can just chat on our own, but yeah, I'd love to hear from other folks today. I mean, I would tend to say, like, if we're going to have an open forum, just invite everyone to be speaker and we can just kind of chat a little bit. I'd love to hear uh, maybe go around and have each person say one thing that they think is going well with the DAO and one thing they think could be improved. Um, And we can just kind of talk about that, if that sounds good to you. Yeah, sounds great to me. All right, sweet. So, yeah, uh, just, yeah, I'm not co-host, so just, like, send everyone an invite. And then, yeah, feel free to come up if you want to come talk. Um, I see Lambos here. so Invite sent. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, I mean, I can start. So uh, one thing that I think is going well was hiring you guys. Um, it's certainly uh, just taken, like, ultimately, like, we we were in a really weird spot last January where we had – you know, we were valued at like a hundred million dollars or something like very high. And yet there were like no paid CMs on the project at all for like a couple months. So it's kind of, uh, it was a very weird mismatch and I'm glad between Alex stepping up and hiring, uh, the, the other four like official CMs and then the Dow uh, getting us act together and hiring you guys. Like, I, I think that was just a really, uh, all around a very good kind of way to use capital. Um, it's something that uh, it was just a weird position to be in to have this uh, project that has like nobody officially on a team. It was it was very much more of a uh, just kind of decentralized kind of thing. And like, you know, I guess you guys are the only six to, to kind of get paid 
um, up to this point. And I think that's important for stability of a project to have people like on a kind of like extending payroll kind of thing like that. I think that's super important. And then one thing I think we could work on the Dow. It's like the, the, my, like when I wrote the skull paper, like my envision, I was envisioning it being really easy for people to interact with the Dow, create a proposal. They want to do something. And the reality is, you know, I created it with like some bureaucracy and many steps, like because I didn't want things to just get quickly shoved through. I wanted there to be process. But the downside to it a little bit has been, you know, 99% of holders, it's a little bit intimidating. They have no idea where to start. It's like if you don't know one of the school council members, you know, to help you kind of push something through, it's like might not go through as well. So you have to really want to uh, make your initiative happen and like really interact there to make it happen. And I, I would like to see us kind of move a little bit into the direction of microfunding, I think is a potential solution. And figuring out how we can fund things at a smaller scale where instead of saying we fund uh, one big proposal for five schools or something like this, we just do one school and it's less intimidating. There's less friction, you know, just the best idea wins and it's not super bureaucratic for that person to get their uh, proposal passed, like more of a mini kind of proposal like that. So I would just like to see more people engaging with the DAO. And, you know, ultimately, it's a little bit uh, the council's fault for just not setting up a system that is super easy to work in, right? Like, there, there's just process there. And I think that turns away a lot of people. I know there's super talented people in the community that want to do things. And they might just look at our current system and think, wow, like, you know, this is cool and all, but it's that's going to be a lot of effort to, to kind of get this through. So if, if we thought about the idea of microfunding, I think we could, because it's a le- lesser amount of money, the risk isn't as high. And then we can kind of lower the threshold because it's kind of like, as a worst case scenario, one school was given for free to an active community member. Like that's the absolute worst case scenario. So there doesn't need to be as many checks and balances when you're doing something like giving away one school. That's just my kind of thought on that. I want to see more people interact in the proposal ideas channel i want to make it uh i want to make the the kind of barrier that's between the school council and the community broken down and i want people to feel like it's really easy for them to just throw up an idea for something they want to do not have to write some huge crazy proposal and then get a skull and go do it and you know do their absolute best it's not it's one school it's not the end of the world if it ends up kind of flopping or something like that like we can't be optimizing for everything to be perfect so that's that's just my kind of kind of general thoughts. I, I do want to see people uh, in feeling like they're more comfortable engaging with the DAO. And I want to see uh, microfunding become a little bit more normalized. And, you know, we can discuss different ways to potentially do that. Um, so that that's kind of my thought. And then, yeah, <laughs> obviously love having uh, I see Irish gals here. Like we, we've got some awesome people Um on the team. And that was a really good decision, I think, that Alex made and that the Dow made. So um, good and bad. Um, <laughs> a little bit of good there. I don't know if anybody has initial thoughts on that. Anybody in the audience who wants to come up, just feel free to request Quantum will add you. Um, but yeah, curious y'all's thoughts. Thanks, Leo. Uh, I can I can go next. But uh, yeah, thanks so much for your kind words. I think uh, definitely, you know, it's been it's been a journey 
you know, it's been a really good uh, process. And I think, you know, I'm, I'm really lucky to have a, a great team behind me, you know, and I, I'm, you know, I, I, I always say this to Quanto. I'm like, you know, I, I appreciate, you know, that he, you know, he works every day really hard to, to get us to a level where, you know, like the Dow is in a really good place. And, you know, I, you know, just kudos to him. I, I, I'm grateful that he, you know, works with me. Uh, you know, we complement each other and, and also the rest of the CM team as well. You know, like the shout out to, to MVS and Zed and, and Voldy and, and Irish Girl. Um, they, they all work really hard. Um, we just had a, had a call um, earlier and we were just chatting some really great ideas um both about the DAO but also like you know how to how does the crypto skull brand evolve and 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 what do we do on a day-to-day -day basis to get there uh, but yeah really exciting stuff but let, let's answer the questions I guess in my opinion I think you know what what I think we're doing quite well in is is the um is, is really sticking to like the historical narrative like that's our USP right like that's that's where we stand out I think um, we began, you know, back in back in January 2022, when we uh, when we first got, you know, I guess we rediscovered uh, crypto skulls. At least for me, right? I'm not, I'm not as OG as a lot of other people like WizardX, and um, but yeah, I think I think we learned a lot from you know people like that, you know, from from Leo, from from all the you know historical archaeologists. Uh, I love that name, by the way. It's it's like, you know, you learn every day, you know, in the NFC space, it's, it's moving so quickly, um, you know, and I think, um, yeah, I, I personally learned a lot from the both the historical um, NFT communities and, and just like, crypt, you know, NFT and crypto as a whole. Uh, you know, I, I came I came back uh, into crypto in 2016, uh, but I I didn't get into NFTs at all and I, I didn't know anything about it. Right. And I, I'm educated. I'm, I'm I, like myself through, you know, people like Leo creating these like super awesome threads, you know, like you just you keep clicking and it's like it's never ending. There's just so much info and, and you know, things to learn. Um, I see Lambo in, in the audience. He He's an amazing archaeologist. There's so many people like Adam McBride. You know, I'm really enjoying these amazing spaces and conversations just to like you know, talk about, you know, the, the different NFT projects and, you know, whether that's puny codes, whether that's, um, you know, like Mooncats, <laughs> there's just so many cool projects, right? So I guess like what we're doing well is like starting to build these relationships, uh, both in real life, that's what I've been focusing on. Um, and also Quantum has been like, you know, working really hard to, to like set up uh, spaces for you guys, you know, I guess you've seen all these videos and like, I think that's what we're doing, you know, extremely well in terms of creating content, and we should do, you know, should definitely be doing more of that. Um, but yeah, getting exciting speakers, uh, people we can learn from in the space is exactly what what we should be doing. Uh, but also, I want to focus on like building the in real life in real life relationships. Um, you know, and and I I just found out today I'm, I'm uh, I got I got the opportunity to speak uh, at NFT London. Uh, and, you know, I'm really proud to represent the Skulls uh, to do that. But yeah, I, I, I specifically will be talking about DAOs uh, and historical NFTs. So, yeah, but, you know, repping the Skulls, that's like, you know, that's the dream, you know? Dude, um, let's go. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm I'm super stoked, super Skullish. Uh, you know, we dig the Skulls. Let's go. <laughs> um, dig the Skulls.
Yeah. Did yeah. you have like, did you have uh, a con or something that you think we could improve on or something that's like frustrating you? Like, I think it's important to, to kind of recognize both the positive and the negative in a conversation like this. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was going to move on uh, shortly, but I, I, I am super proud that we are doing so many cool things and yeah, I, I'm passionate about it. Right. But obviously we can do things better. I think, I think, um, you know, as we highlighted in maybe in this community surveys, there was a lot of ideas that people kind of raised. And I think that uh, we should definitely focus on those points. So, for example, like communication, you know, we, we really focus on that because, uh, you know, before we, you know, were CMs, there was just a lack of communication. There was a lack of like, you know, transparency, understanding. And, you know, I, I know the team did their best, you know, and it was just a really hyped up moment. There was just so many uh, things going on. There was a lot of like, you know, conversations about uh you know like you know cms and and you know there's just so much going on that i think uh really is about getting you know clarity on the road like you know what we want to focus on like and and how do we build together as a as a community as a team um and 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 stick together you know in this in this bear market right i think i think the uh the other thing is you know how do we foster a uh a, 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 a culture right how do we foster a you know culture where there is you know there's there's not tox toxicity right there's like everyone's kind of you know being supportive of each other how do we you know grow as a community and and, and not bicker about like oh the floor price or like you know what's happening in in the other space i think we should focus on what we can can control rather than things that we can't control um and i think those are the things that you know, even the communication on a day-to-day -day basis, how do we, you know, bring more positive, uh, you know, communication? How do we uh, talk to each other? How do we, like, you know, from, from the transparent um, communication of, like, maybe selling the skulls or, you know, just, just Alpha did a great job on the, you know, on the, on the spreadsheet, just being really transparent on, you know, we've got nothing to hide. We've got nothing to, you know, to, to, uh, to, to we, we want to share everything. Like, we want to be transparent uh, and open. And that's why we're having this space right now. Like the open forum is to really, you know, to invite people up to speak. And, you know, I've done enough speaking right now, but uh, yeah, let's, let's hear from others, others. And I think that's, that's the key, like keeping communication open, allowing community members to like voice their opinions and ideas. And yeah, I would love to hear more from, from everyone. Thank you. Thanks XO. Um, yeah, I think I want to hear from quantum. And then we've also got Ocean Sea. I'd love to hear a little merch update. And then we've also got Ron up here. So uh, Quantum, let's let's yeah, hear awesome. a pro and a con, um, and then we'll go to Ocean and Sea. Then Ron. Yeah, for sure. And I noticed Ron's rocking a new PFP. It confused me, but um, we'll have to hear about that here in a second. So yeah, the pro I would say, gosh, I, I would say there's a lot of pros on my mind, but maybe just to simplify, it would be like we're trying to really like boil down like a very clear like focus areas and I can maybe post or it's in discord, but just trying to really communicate like, okay, here's what we're doing as like a, either the skull council or, you know, specifically as us as CMs, like here's kind of our, our focus areas and here's like the path we're on. So I think just reflecting over the last like 10 weeks of, of like creating some metrics, kind of following through with the commitments we made, communicating, um, um, you know, and as a community, I would say like seeing the mural get put up is a huge success. Um, you know, there's still more we need to do to like promote that and continue to tell the story. But 
you know, that was a huge success in my mind. Um, and, you know, it, it hasn't dropped yet, but I'm super excited to get like an official piece of Crypto Skull DAO merchandise in our hands um, and just like continue to build this like feeling of like membership and togetherness as a community is, um, you know, the focus for the fall, really. Um, the con, I would say, and in a way, it's, it's, it is a kind of a con, but it's more of like just a reality check is just, you know, we are dealing with like humans and time zone differences. And, you know, I feel like in Web3, we want things to happen like really fast and simultaneous and just like learning, whether it's through the DAO process or just, you know, producing posters for Twitter spaces or whatever it is, like there's just things just take longer than, you know, maybe we just like expect it to. And that might just be like our current culture and, you know, everything is just so like instant, but, you know, um, as I sit down to like edit audio or, you know, plan events or hear back from somebody about events, you kind of realize like, Oh, there's like, there's a huge lag and like some things take a lot of time, you know, when it comes down to audio or video editing, um, or even like content creation, it's not just like a quick thing cause it is a creative process. So, um, and then, yeah, do I have another con? I guess the other like thing I want to see more of is just like Leonidas said, just kind of piggybacking on that, just more micro funded activities and initiatives, um, and really getting creative and, you know, empowering the community to like come up with creative ideas. And then it's like, yeah, like, here's a skull, let's do it. And, um, you know, create a lot of mini successes and get more skulls out to, you know, people that will be involved for, you know, years to come. But yeah, let's jump over, I guess, to Ocean and Sea and then to Ron. Hey, everyone. Um, yeah, good to see everyone. Um, yeah, the, uh, I'm super excited about just, yeah, proposal updates um, on the merch. It's coming along really good. Um, definitely been kind of working pretty closely with Quantum and XOAO on just um, designs. Um, and we really wanted to, based on just like the timing of how quick we wanted to, you know, get this out, we definitely wanted to um, kind of, not fast track yet, but it, this definitely wasn't like a project for like community vote, although that could definitely be something in the future. But I feel like between the three of us, we were able to kind of, yeah, work out a plan. So um, we're going to be doing um, a hoodie this first drop. Um, and of course, um, you know, there's always like simple uh, details like um, the tags that were getting ordered for this product um, is definitely on the pricier side, but I think it's going to be worth it long-term to just ensure that, um, you know, anything that Crypto Skulls does is like, um, you know, in the best of what you see out there, if not um, in that top echelon of just like quality, because that's what uh, I feel like Crypto Skulls um, deserves. So yeah, that that's going good. So yeah, we we're doing one hoodie. We got all the hoodies ordered. We got the tags ordered. Um, and, uh, yeah, I've been working with my printer and just trying to get like logistics figured out for like fulfillment. Cause obviously the shipping is a big component of this too. So yeah, just excited to share more teasers. I probably could, um, maybe even share like a mock-up of, of our design, but I'm kind of, yeah, I don't know like how much we want to tease or just show it or, or whatever, but I'm excited I am incredibly excited for this as well. 
Like this is this is gonna be dope. I've wanted to have us do merch for a while. It's been kind of an ambition. And uh, Ocean, I'm super glad you're stepping up. You're very talented. I'm sure it's gonna come out really, really well. So um, yeah, it's awesome that you partnered with us. Thank you, dude. Yeah, I I just appreciate the opportunity, and I just feel that you know, like the conversations happening right now, it's like, you know, what we're doing is pioneering a completely new sector of like the world, you know, DAOs are so incredibly new that, I mean, right now where we are paving that path. So it's like not only exciting on the standpoint of being able to rep, you know, an NFT project that, you know, um, hopefully going to be around for, for life, so to speak, but also just the opportunity to sort of like collaborate with the DAO is just like really exciting because anyone that's involved or anyone that's part of the space can truly say like i was there from the beginning of you know web3 figuring out how this all works and and to me that part is really exciting yeah absolutely yeah it's been a pleasure to work with ocean and sea on this over the last couple weeks and yeah, I'm really excited. I think you did post a little teaser in the Discord, I believe. So if folks haven't seen that, they should check it out. I'd be hesitant to maybe share too much because, you know, I think part of like what we all love about the NFT space is like this level of um, like kind of mystery and excitement and, you know, I guess hype in some ways, although it's like a real hype because, you know, you'll be getting a physical product, but um yeah, you know, I think that was part of kind of the goal with this is like to build some anticipation and yeah, get that out. So there's a couple of pieces of the puzzle we're still, you know, thinking about and figuring out with Ocean and Sea. But, um, you know, I think like the starting point related to the merch was just like, you know, how do we respect and recognize like the history of OG Crypto Skulls while at the same time, like recognize that like we are as a community innovating and changing. And then also um, that like our community is very diverse. It's worldwide. Um, so yeah, finding this sweet spot. And I think Ocean's done a good job with that, that art that you can kind of peek on. And then that more information will be coming out about really soon. Um, but yeah, we can circle back and keep talking about merch if we want. But yeah, hey, Ron, good to see you. Long time hey guys, no chat. Hey. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've been I've been seeing you and listening to things. You know, I, I'm real bullish on two things. I'm real bullish on historicals. Uh, you know, we're all down bad, but I'm not sweating it. You know, I'm not uh, worried. I know it's just a matter of time. I'm, and I'm really I'm really bullish on uh, PFPs. And because of uh, you know, as you know, it's no secret. I'm I'm hugely uh, been jumping on the ENF bandwagon, and uh, and that and I think a big the reason I'm so bullish on ENS.eth names is because it's, a, it's, it's part of that digital identity. And I think with that, the natural fit is, um, you know, a PFP as well. You know, nobody rocks their, their, I said prom picture the other day and then someone called me out as being an old man. So I guess that's not a thing anymore, but, uh, but anyway, no one rocks their picture hardly anymore. And, and I think that crypto schools are really the intersection of historical and, and, and PFP projects, punks probably more so, but, but I think they're unrealistically priced for most new people. So, so I'm, I, I love the skulls from those because I, I really think those, those two areas are going to uh, emerge someday and, uh, and really be big. And so, and then the other thing that, that makes me excited about the skulls is 
you know, there's a bear market, right? Everything sucks. I was here with you guys when there was thousands of people on, it was crazy. And, and now, now when everything's gone to shit, you guys are still building, you know, quantum X Dow out there, you know, grinding in the bear market, doing good things. I'm a big student of Dow's and, and I was listening to your, your, uh, Unitas, Leonidas's concept of, of making some of the things less, you know, more micro. I think that's huge, especially in the bear market. Um, but yeah, you guys are, you guys are grinding, making it happen should be an example to everyone else doesn't matter if you're up there and you have five people on your space you're grinding you're doing good things you're leading the way and that's that's where people should be um investing no don't look at someone in the in the in the in the bull market you know look at someone in the bear market what are you doing skulls aren't going anywhere i'm just going to continue to buy more of them love them they're just they're great for so many reasons that everyone here already knows but yeah just hats off to you guys and i'm always uh always uh, love being a part one of one of my honestly one of my uh, most highest conviction investments is my skulls and uh and uh, now they're cheap enough i can buy more and uh i think it's i think long term they're going to be around 20 years from now people they'll you know people still love the skulls your history both in the p at 10k pfp and in the just the historical nfts so hats off to you guys uh keep keep grinding man love what you're doing Appreciate it, Ron. I really value your opinion. So, like, just appreciate you coming up here. I feel like it's been a month or two since we've talked. So, just glad, glad you're doing well. And uh, <laughs> thanks for coming up, dude. Yeah, we got to get XOAO to rock his .east name. It's the only thing, but. Yo, um, Justin's up here. How's it going, Justin? Yeah, hey, guys. Thanks for uh, bringing me up. So, I just uh, got off a call. So, I just I just jumped in. So, I haven't caught up with everything but um yeah I'm, I'm i'm looking forward to learning more about the dow i have i haven't been also i haven't been super active in the discord recently i've just been kind of buried in 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 work and uh you know with clients not non-web3 clients uh but uh was happy to see the witters you know that we were able to like quickly spin up the witters uh activation would love to see more of that but yeah so what's what's the latest with the so what's the latest with the with the dow is everything is there kind of like process everything's now in place and 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 it's basically now just trying to get um kind of proposals through it yeah so yeah i would say at the high level that's basically that's the case like the dow's completely set up um like i would say we like so on alex's side we have the four cms that were hired and then quantum and xoao here uh were hired by the dow so we've got like uh i would call it like infrastructure kind of like i i know uh for the first few months there it was a little bit chaotic so it's good to just like have consistent people on a payroll and the dow's like helping to contribute to that xoao quantum you guys have been killing it so that was like an important thing that i think the dow has done that was kind of a much needed step and then yeah it's really like you know zooming way out uh people would constantly dm us for many months people uh on kind of the leadership team saying hey i have an idea i want to do this uh, can we do this? And I'm like, I'm basically a community member. Like, you don't need my permission necessarily, but we also don't have a great way to kind of facilitate you working with crypto schools. You know, it's it's a little hard working with Alex. Like, uh, the DAO is meant to basically be the bridge between, uh, I guess you could kind of call it maybe leadership to a degree, but really we're like, the council is just mostly just volunteer 
you know, community members uh, helping out, right? So the DAO is meant to activate and tap into the community and be that bridge. So stuff like the Witters uh, mural that you helped out with, like th this is exactly the kind of things we want to be doing. And we were just talking about a few minutes ago, like um, one of the issues that I'm kind of personally noticing with the current setup is it's a little bit bureaucratic and I think it's a little intimidating uh, for people who want to come in and do a proposal. They're like not sure exactly where to start. And it's, uh, I think that's a little bit of a problem. Like I, I initially was kind of envisioning the DAO being a place where you can come pretty easily, you know, come up with an idea and get a skull and then go execute on that idea and kind of build that trust up. And I think, you know, we have some work to do to get there. Like I want to see us do more micro funding and not just the kind of bigger five or 10 skull size proposals, but like have like, you know, every month, you know, several artists come and create a beautiful piece of artwork or something and get a skull in return. And the, the absolute worst case scenario with that is that we're basically giving a skull to this awesome active community member. And that's like the absolute worst case scenario. So this is how I'm kind of viewing it. I, I don't really see an issue with distributing, you know, a skull a week or something uh, to community members to do something really cool. Um, and I, I want us to figure out a way to make, make interacting with the DAO a little less intimidating so that more community members feel comfortable uh, kind of participating. But I think we're, we've definitely come a long way since two months ago. Um, so that, that's kind of what my take of where it's at right now, Justin. And, you know, yeah, we, no, I appreciate we, that. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Is, 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 you know, do, do you think that is discord still the primary and do you think it will continue to be the primary kind of channel of communication for all the processes that what you just defined as being, you know, potentially intimidating to people? Um, and then I guess coupled with that, is there, I, I heard there are some attempts to kind of, updating the website, et cetera. And, and will a lot of the information live on, on the website eventually, like the official Crypto Skulls website? So the the whole idea behind the Discord was, you know, there's a bunch of DAOs that have their own forums and websites. We wanted to be like, you know, the whole point is like, we want to really encourage people to interact with the DAO and make that as easily of a thing to do as possible. So the idea was do it in Discord where people already are, right? So I, I think for the time being, you know, I think the Discord is the best place to encourage uh, people to just quickly hop into another channel and start participating. So for now, I do envision it staying in the Discord. I think there are interesting experiments other DAOs are doing that we can consider. Um, and sorry, uh, remind me of your second question really quick. Justin. Oh, the, the, the website is the website like going to be refreshed. Great, great point. So that is, you know, think of it as like two buckets that sits on the Alex side of things. Um, so the DAO doesn't necessarily have uh, kind of control over the website or uh, ability to change that. And that is ultimately kind of Alex's role. And the four CMs working for Alex, that is their kind of uh, domain and realm. But I do think uh, there has definitely been talk from the DAO about potentially uh, maybe creating a DAO website specifically devoted to maybe the community side of things. Um, but for now, I don't believe there's any plans Irish NFT gals here, if, if you know there's any plans for the website from Alex's side, feel free to come up and share. But I, I think for the time being, it's just kind of keeping it where it is. It's just more of a landing page, less of a community page. Uh, just just real quick. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's a yes, actually. So we we, we literally spoke about it to, uh, today uh, prior to this call. Um, 
envious and uh and and zed and Vody and irish like we we had a chat about the website and uh yeah it's ba- they're basically gonna uh you know think they're thinking about updating it I, i'm not gonna like say they're doing it 100 but they're definitely uh that's that's definitely in the works so yeah quantum I, I saw you raise your hand yeah i guess just to quickly piggyback on that yeah we i think we all recognize well there's two things like one keep the historical value in the presence of the old website um i don't think that should be lost and everyone kind of agreed with that but yeah there needs to be kind of a revamp and that's really for the main crypto skulls team and alex too to I guess spearhead and get that revamped but where I also see related to the DAO I think the DAO almost needs some more presence through like a website or some explanation page and there's early work being done on more of a historical NFT museum spearheaded by the DAO Um, and like maybe a website would serve as kind of a portal also into that space Um, but yeah we need to do some more you know, I think all of that falls into communication and just like, how do we clearly communicate? You know, even if like we're talking to somebody totally out of Web3 about the DAO, like to have somewhere to send them that like explains the work we're doing and maybe highlight some of the projects that were successful over the last, you know, quarter or something like that. Yeah, you know, that's really cool. You know, and Leonidas, when you were speaking, a thought popped into my head and I'm curious what you all think about this and and, and if it's, uh, I guess, decentralized enough. Uh, to to kind of overcome maybe at least partly the intimidation factor of participating um, would be taking the kind of the the call for artists model or the request for proposal model and applying it to the DAO. So, you know, for example, like, you know, we so we've we've augmented, you know, s- several murals, you know, uh, across the country and and they often come through uh, these city RF, RFPs and the request for proposals are not they're for murals, right? For murals that the city's commissioning. And then um, and then the artists or the art curators that are involved will then, you know, bring us in for an AR layer. So that's why I thought of it. So I'm, And then you have a lot of like, you know, independent galleries that will do call for artists, right? About a specific themed art show and, and, and actually just put the public call out so all artists can submit. And then, you know, and then they, uh, you know, the ones that are selected get to be featured in the show. So thinking about that model, like, has the, do you think that could um, play play have a role here where it's like, you know, whether, and again, I know there's no like clear leadership because it's decentralized, but where if there are like specific, you know, goals or like broad initiatives, you know, uh, that, that, you know, the crypto skulls community as a whole deem as important. And then to kind of formulate that in a, you know, a call for proposals kind of a thing so that, you know, that then uh, not only like, uh, invites people to participate, but also gives a focus on and and because that's sometimes I think the most difficult part is to think about well, what should I submit? Right, people will ask themselves that question, and will potentially guide them in an area that has been deemed as an important area for growth within crypto skulls. Do you think something like that would work, or do you think that like is too much of a like if it's coming out from the crypto skulls as a call for proposals is is more too centralized? I guess. No, I, I actually really like that idea. It, it slightly reminds me of what OnChain Monkey is doing a little with their DAO. So they're not calling it call for proposal. They're just calling them missions. And I don't think they're giving out, uh, like they have this banana token basically. And I believe the idea is, you know, uh, they'll set some kind of like mission or goal. And if you like 
accomplish the mission as a holder, you'll get like $50 worth of these tokens, right? So I think, I do think that is potentially a really good model. Um, I mean, really, really simple stuff. Like what it's like, we have to figure out what do we care about? Like some projects really care about having big Twitter spaces. That's like really core to them. So quite literally, we could put out a thing. It's like uh, the first person to get a Crypto Skulls Twitter space with 250 people concurrently listening to it gets a skull. Like, of course, maybe that's like a silly idea, but I, I am very much on board with like, you know, we don't need to do everything top down, but we can have kind of a top down initiative that we want to do and set a bounty kind of proposal thing where, you know, maybe they don't even have to submit a proposal. Maybe we could literally just say like, if the first person to accomplish this and meet this criteria gets a skull, like these, these are really, uh, I think these are really interesting things we could play around with. So I'm, I'm I like, yeah, I like that gamification layer you placed on it. I would just want to make sure though, that they all wouldn't be, I guess, um, dependent on let's say like social following because you also want to give opportunities to like indie artists who might you know not be super active on social but maybe the task is to like put up like you know crypto skulls like slap stickers you know in your city and document that you put up you know x number of of stickers or something like that that also allows like you know participation even even offline yeah that's cool and then i guess also the, the other question i have is uh you know i'm noticing more and more is you know, the, the importance of story in, in, in Web3, right? Especially with the visual IP brands. Is is that, like, is there a clear, like, evolving... I know, obviously, we had, you know, the, the, the demonic skulls and, like, but is there a clear evolving story here? And is that being kind of driven more by Alex or is that community-led, like, and is that also, um, you think, do you think that will also weave into the DAO and the proposals? Yeah, it's another good question. Uh, I would tend to say there's uh, there's kind of two stories, I guess you could say a little bit. So the story that like I'm personally most passionate about is kind of like the actual in real life story of the historical provenance. Just explaining that story. If you listen to Voldy talking, he basically for about three minutes told the story of crypto schools on a space, uh, the, the space where Alex was being interviewed about a month ago. And I thought he did a really good job just breaking down. I, I think it resonates with people. You know, this is something like our historical provenance is obviously something that I value and that I think a lot of people value. And a lot of people just don't know about that unless they hear the story. So I think there's like a like actual the true story of crypto schools. And then there's potentially what you're alluding to, which is kind of like the the war and the the world building and the storytelling of you know the demonic skulls and this game that's being created and i i think alex is taking that off super super seriously i just i'm not going to be the best one to speak about that but i do know that i think with this upcoming game like that's their storyboarding and that's that's a really big part of the game they're creating so alex is really going to be the best person to answer that uh but yeah it's a great point i mean the most successful projects are the ones who can tell a really really compelling story just you know the, the the world board apes created i mean it, it's when you really sit down and think about it it's like really really well done um and it, it's a very unique kind of uh world to kind of be a part of and it, it, it seems all simple to kind of think about but I, I mean these guys put an insane amount of thought into it so yeah I, I i think story is really important and um i'm personally kind of focused on the historical story and just making sure people understand how we got to where we are today as a project um, but yeah, great point. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Yeah. And I think that historical aspect, I was wondering like how the Dow could potentially get involved. And 
when, it's interesting when I first got introduced to crypto skulls, one thing that I thought of was it's like history meets future, right? Because there are so many things that are timeless, both about the design, about the skull, right? Which is basically represents everyone. And so like the timelessness of it all um, is like also kind of like a theme that I think us as a community can really, um, you know, bring forward. So like talks about it, it, like, obviously there are more people that are experts in the history like you, uh, but then it's like a continuing, um, you know, timeline into the future. Uh, and, and that's all related to to the history, too. So that's cool. Yeah. And just, just to kind of build on the historical aspect, what I mean by like telling that story, um, you know, I think we can just kind of talk about it. It's like just kind of the Dow thing that a few of the council members and community members have been thinking about is if we did have like a historical museum, um, the idea is like pretty simple. Like we wouldn't like necessarily buy NFTs and like hold them but we could have holders of crypto skulls kind of lend out or uh, basically give permission to the museum to display other historical NFTs that they hold. And then I think with a bunch of people doing that, we could get together a pretty neat uh, collection of NFTs and then create a museum, uh, you know, maybe in the open metaverse or something where you walk through and it feels like you're walking through a timeline. And then when you get to the end of it, there's crypto skulls in 2019. Right. And I think that's like an interesting way to kind of just, I don't know, continue to build out like, again, I'm calling it like the in real life story, like the the, the actual story that actually happened of these NFT projects, because to me, that's that's the story that really interests me is like the story of how we got here. How did we get to the 2021 boom? Right. So thinking of ways to tell that story through things like a museum in the open metaverse, these kind of things, um, I, I think that's that's personally kind of my push for things that we can do um and i think you know quantum xoao have been doing a good job uh brainstorming and uh kind of thinking up different things that we could do in this regard it's a lot in the brainstorming phase on the museum still um but it's something that i've wanted to do for a while and i think it could be an interesting way to tell the story yeah thank you justin i I like those questions and it's good you know i think you know you are a member of this community, but I think it highlights that like, you know, people do get busy and kind of need a, a quick recap of like what's going on. Cause yeah, for some of us, it's like our daily lives and we're on calls and messaging. Like it's all about crypto skulls and it's all about the DAO and planning and whatnot. And there's so many people that are, you know, invested in the community, love crypto skulls, but are also really busy. So, you know, holding spaces like this hopefully serve as a way to communicate um, I guess I would just piggyback a little bit, Leonidas. Like, I, I definitely recognize the two, um, and I agree with you. Like the the historical um, lore and storytelling, that's kind of where my interest for sure is as well. And also agree, like more of the game and B two skulls and kind of like how the ecosystem develops um, as like an NFT itself. I think definitely falls into like Alex and the team and like a lot of other creative thinkers of figuring that out, which isn't what, you know, I'm tasked with personally. Um, But then piggybacking just maybe a third category is like, how do we take the first, um, the first storytelling, but then it's also like with that route, then how do we move forward? And I think that to me is something like the spaces and archiving the history. Um, You know, I think right now we're, in a way the Dow and the skull council and like all of us here are, you know, creating a culture. Like what do we want 
the crypto skulls community and the DAO to look like and feel like in 2022, 23, you know, and, and so on. Um, you know, but it has definitely been identified that like a lot of us, or at least the skull council and a lot of active members are, um, you know, rooted in the history of NFTs as a, as a whole concept, not just crypto skulls, but, you know, we're in love with the skulls as well. But I did want to touch real quick, Justin, you were talking about, I do like, or maybe Leonidas or both of you were talking about like the bounty idea. I like that a lot. And I think there is kind of a defined set of focus areas that people could start thinking on. And I think as we discuss different ideas, like there is ways to like, look at that. And I did post in discord, we'll post it like on Twitter. Um, in the next couple of days, we're kind of like in revision mode somewhat, but like, I do view it as like four main focus areas. I'm going to just cover it real quick. Like one is the DAO itself. Like how do we empower people and encourage people to be involved? Um, and a lot of that's like backend organization as well. Like that's kind of like mine and XOAO's goal, but for all of us, like how do we get people involved? Um, and then the second one would be like supporting and continuing to like educate people on the history of crypto skulls, NFTs, continuing that skull legacy, what Leo was talking about. And some of that, like the museum falls under that. And then also a lot of like cross community collaboration. So doing events and um, whether it's in real life or web three events with, you know, V1 punks or moon cats or, um, you know, all of the other, communities that are out there and then the third would be networking opportunities again in real life and web three so it's like if someone is um you know like ocean and sea for instance is in kansas city and it's like you know maybe a micro proposal would be like okay i want to put together like a web three and nft meetup and you know it costs x amount of money for funding to rent out the coffee shop or like you know whatever it is and then like host that or, or a gallery show would be another example. Like, okay, we're going to work with this gallery. We're going to showcase crypto skulls. We might showcase other historical communities. So, it, you know, it's hitting a lot of these focus areas. Um, you know, there's overlap between the two, but yeah, empowering people to like organize and like, you don't need, you know, like you don't need permission to put on in a gallery event to showcase your skulls or, you know, all of us, like I'll donate my skulls. You can look at those in a gallery, but yeah, we're here to support that. And then the fourth is the innovation, um, you know, so that's like the friends app, um, you know, even touching on like, you know, even though we haven't funded anything with you, Justin specifically, but like, you know, being a part of like using and supporting more advanced technologies is really exciting. And, you know, we, we appreciate you, you know, um, applying the skull applying your technology to crypto skulls is really exciting so there is kind of like these four kind of like larger areas of like the direction we're headed so yeah i think for folks looking at like you know i want to if you if you're sitting there and you're like i want to do an event or i want to like do some artwork then just thinking about like how does it you know potentially hit one of those things um you know metamorphosis is or he was in the audience oh yeah michael's here you know, I've been talking to him. He's an artist out of Toronto and people have probably seen the paintings he's done of his pink or it's orange and pink skull down there. Um, but it's like, man, you're an artist. And like, how can we work with artists? And like what Lito was saying, you know, do a micro funding of, you know, one or two skulls, get art from that. I don't know how the art's necessarily distributed. Maybe there's an, like an auction of a Dow skull and you get a painting along with it. And just like, just continue to connect people 
support artists and then you know at the end of the day just build the community man i love all that and by the way any of the questions that i ask that are like feel free to just tell me like hey just check out the discord or message me in dms i don't want to waste anyone's time for things that like i missed because i you know haven't been uh, you know closely monitoring the discord so you know you definitely I, I don't want to waste other people's time if this is just information that everyone knows one of the things that I loved about what you said is the geography, because that really like leans into the power of like the global community and the like really like a DAO decentralized uh, you know, organization that leverages like the global and local scale. And that is huge. And it's cool how you mentioned the four kind of, um, you know, I guess uh, goals, but then also showing how they can. In, intersect in like in even in specific initiatives like can can achieve like three or even all, all four of them and that's I, I love that so the question I'll ask is and again if, if this is just say oh check the discord let me know has there been a a a mapping or an identification of all the the locations of skull holders like where they are in the world and and how broad the reach is I mean the skull tracker app uh the skull tracker uh, site that Zach made, I would say like that is like kind of a decentralized map. If you've checked that out, they're like everywhere, but yeah, I'd be interested to see. I don't think we've ever like put out a survey, like, you know, tell us the city that you're located in. So we can have, I mean, XOAO, have you guys done anything like that? Like, I'm not aware of it. No, no. Um, but we, we do. Yeah. Like, like Leo said, like the tracker app, um, you know, that works very quite well. And, you know, you see loads of skulls from, from different communities in, you know, different continents. So that's awesome. But yeah, we should definitely put out a survey. What we what we have done with the surveys is that, you know, we've gathered the information. We kind of did a SWOT analysis. That's where we basically identified those four key areas to focus on. And those those basically form form our goals. And out of those goals, like, you know, things like what you said earlier about like, you know, how do we, you know, maybe do like an open call? You know, I think I think that's interesting because like the, the fourth point around innovation, the, the progressive proje project incubation idea, that was something that we want to focus on. Like, how do we empower, uh, you know, talent we have in the community, whether they are artists or musicians? How do we like help them, you know, grow? Um, you know, like, you know, the example of like widows and, um, you know, honeycomb, for example, there's just so much, so much talent. Like, how do we tap into that? And and like you said, like the fact that we are all global, uh, I think that's important to kind of unlock the, the talent that we have. And, you know, like Leo said, you know, how do we uh, get, get them access to microfunding that we can then like grow and, 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 and like can continue to build in this like in this market? So. Hey, Leonidas, could I put you on the spot real quick? So just brainstorming off the top of your head, if you had to think of like three micro-funded initiatives, like what would be just some random examples of what you're thinking that those could look like? Um, yeah, I mean, so yeah, good, good question. Uh, I think it would be cool to say, um, you know, this would be the bottom-up kind of model. So literally just, you know, my whole thing is like, let's be facilitators. Let's be a platform for the community to do a lot of awesome stuff. Like that is what the DAO is meant to be. So, you know, if somebody, for example, uh, say every week on Friday at 2 p.m., we are going to give a skull to the best 
you know, 140 character proposal, right. Or 200 character proposal or something. And no matter what that school is going to go out to the one that got the most upvotes. I would tend to say like, we don't necessarily need to think of the ideas. I think if you do that for a few weeks, people will start to catch on. Like I can get a skull by doing something kind of cool and people will naturally just come and and engage with that because it's much, much easier to engage with than the current doubt. But for example, something that might like, I could see the community liking, you know, I'm sure we're 4,000 holders. I'm sure there's several hundred people in New York city. Somebody just says, Hey, uh, there's a sick coffee shop in my neighborhood. Uh, I can talk to the owner and, you know, we can meet there at, you know, 9am and have, you know, half of it uh, for us and we can have free coffee. And like literally just something like that, I would be so happy to get that person a skull for doing that. Um, so that's the kind of thing where, I don't know, it's like when the app store was created, Steve Jobs did not know what the hell kind of apps were going to be made. No one knew about Snapchat and Uber, but they created the platform. And like, that's ultimately what I want us to be doing. Um, because, you know, we can come up with cool stuff top down and I definitely think we should still do that. But I really think like when you create a platform and it really gets working and that engine's going, you're going to get some really awesome stuff that like we're ne- we're just never going to think of this stuff, right? People are going to come up with creative shit, like taking a flag with their crypto skull, like running it to the top of a 14, 14,000 foot elevation mountain or something. Like I don't, I can't come up with the things, but if the community starts to realize there's a skull going out every week, I'm going to submit like a cool idea for something I can do. I really do think if you do that for a few weeks or a few months, like people are, they're only going to get better. More people are going to realize I can participate very easily in this. Um, that's, that's what I want to see us doing, creating that platform, not necessarily thinking of the ideas from the top. I think a few ideas from the top is good, but I really do want to see the community uh, feeling like there's a platform that they can engage with and be creative without having it to be something like we uh, came up with. Leonice, there's an idea, though, that you mentioned, and I, I'm assuming there's, it sounds like there's been a lot of work on it, maybe, um, to date, that I actually think could be leveraged, uh, which is when you were talking about the historical emphasis and the, you know, the historical exhibit, you were talking about it, I think, just maybe just in terms of a metaverse. But the reason why I love that uh, is because then, effectively, part of the Crypto Skull's story could be the storyteller of historical NFTs, right? And so, you know, and and therefore puts Crypto Skulls on this like platform of not only being a historical NFT, but also an expert on historical NFTs. Uh, and, and therefore, if you, you know, we all have seen how important like the physical experiences is, are to, you know, what early adopters of, of Web3. And if there is this, you know, um, let's say exhibit, that can exist both, you know, in virtual and physical space, like that's such a great anchor to encourage people to bring this exhibit as a touring global exhibit around the world. Like that's an amazing opportunity. Then you can, you know, involve event producers in local cities that are, I'm sure, part of the community, you know, artists who will be painting murals or or putting up wheat paste in the city to, to you know, uh, you know, market the exhibit. I th- and then you could even do like, I've also like, you know, seen the power of, interestingly enough, IRL minting experiences. Like, you know, in LA, we have like the the crypto citizens or and, you know, started with crypto Venetians. And like, those are wildly popular. Like you could even have like 
special edition, like exhibit only like, you know, uh, derivatives, you know, from the, the community members that artists create. And it's like minting only in person. I don't know. I think that's like a huge anchor to like get a lot of people behind that would maximize value for all, but also empower like the individual. Totally agree. I mean, I think, yeah, P- doing work that benefits the whole st- historical community. It's just a win-win. It benefits schools because we're now grounding ourselves in our history and being part of these other communities and being part of just kind of just fighting the good fight there to educate people about NFT history. So I'm, I'm, I'm all, I'm all about it. I, I, you know, it's a little more ambitious to do something in real life, like an in real life museum, but there's like definitely ways to do it. And I think cyborg with the uh, V1 punks did a collab with skulls and there's, there was an exhibit, I think it's still in London and kind of the retail space he rented out that, you know, displays skulls and uh, V1 punks. And, you know, I, I, I'm all about, uh, I'm all about it. You know, whether it starts with a website that you just scroll down and it shows all of these NFTs and talks about the history on a timeline, or it's a metaverse thing, you know, maybe that's how we start. I think the kind of next iteration that would be like, obviously really, really cool would be to, you know, have, have a in-person kind of space like that because um, I don't know, like if, if you're at NFT NYC or some of these places, I think it's kind of a shame there hasn't been uh, historical representation in person as much like that. And I, think oh, yeah, you know, I mean, I'm already, I'm, and look, I, I'm the person on my team where I just like put out these crazy dreams and then the, the realists kind of have to try, like, you know, cut around the edges. So feel free to cut around the edges, but I'm already thinking like, timing wise like art basel miami is coming up and like i i I don't know i think that that it would be amazing and i actually do think you know possible to 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 implement something like that the other thing that that i just realized could become an anchor for is uh because you've seen this happen at, at different art shows like the la art show for example um an opportunity for even uh sponsorships or partnerships from for example like uh you know digital screen companies whether it's you know some of the larger players like, you know, Samsung or LG or some of the newer players like the, you know, NFT native screens that that would potentially want to get their product in front of everyone um, to showcase the works. Uh, yeah. I So what's this? So has there been work on this kind of museum or, or historical kind of exhibit in the metaverse? So we've literally just been talking for like six months, uh, iterating on it. But more recently, we've been taking it a little more seriously. It was the kind of thing where it's like there was this kind of somewhat prevailing narrative for a while that i'm using crypto skulls to promote my historical assets which like based on my actions over the last like eight months i would hope people realize this is not the case but there was that for a while so we were just kind of like there was a little tension about like some some holders just don't care about the historical and some do but i think that's all kind of died down it's kind of like a silly kind of idea now that that was something people were worried about so i do think it's like an interesting time for us to do something like a historical museum now. And yeah, we, we've definitely, we've definitely had a, a bunch of conversations about it. And um, it, it really is just about uh, kicking off the initiative. It starts with just literally sending out a Google form, getting holders to basically list a few historical assets that they'd be willing to, to lend out. And then it's just work on our end to put together an Excel spreadsheet, kind of sort it all out and get all the content. And then just, this would be for like the V1, then, you know, put it in, and on cyberspace or something in the open metaverse or, or something of that nature. 
So those are like the three steps for actually executing it. I don't think, I really don't think we need to complicate it more than that to get started. That's yeah. XO, what's up? Yeah. Great, great answer, Leo. Um, yeah. Just, just to piggyback off, off Leo, like we've actually been building a little bit like in terms of the content wise, like we view that like every space that we have, every conversation that we have, especially with like historical uh, projects, um, you know, we we learn from them and we actually, you know, archive the spaces. We record that we, we you know, we, we even like do a transcript as well so we can you know literally scrape all that information um, uh, and put that into evergreen content, basically. And we like create create, uh, you know, content that we can actually share. Uh, in the museum potentially um that's the idea um but yeah it definitely be like it's still early days like it's still kind of in the works but what i did want to maybe ask you uh justin specifically actually you you touched upon earlier about the uh the museum experience in real life right for example i think i love the idea with the exhibition i think that you know i've been thinking about that for a while um through the nfuk events and in london you know you mentioned the like live minting experience you know cyborg uh the, you know one of the the guys who 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 is still exhibiting uh skulls and and punks in his gallery in london um i think that's till the end of august so check it out if you uh if you can um but yeah the 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 minted live minting experience he talked talked about that as well uh, you know critical citizens from london did did pretty well uh i think last month in july um so i, I met a bunch of people there as well like tony and Nino, they they actually, you know, have uh you know a lot of uh interest in historical NFT space, and you know they they've been talking about like you know how do we um you know work with them to kind of network um uh, and then actually maybe get some historical NFT into a real, in a real life museum, um you know we we went to a Phillips auction house um for I think history of generative art um last month, so yeah I'm I'm trying to you know, tap into their network and see if we can get, you know, some sort of, uh, you know, in real life uh, presence. But the question is, you know, how, you know, I think we we talked about like brand activation opportunities. I think you did, a you know, such a great job with uh, with Widows and, and her mural. Um, you know, yeah, potentially what what do you think we could do with, um, you know, in real life uh, experiences in a, in a museum? Do you have any ideas on that? Are you talking specifically about the minting or or separate? Uh, both minting experience and also like your vision for you know it, let's say we have historical nfts in a in a museum you know how how do we you know create like really really cool brand activation experience yeah no for sure yeah so um so first on the minting yeah i think that i i my my eyes open wide to this uh when when crypto citizens was what well, they were weren't even crypto citizens yet they were crypto venetians and you know I, I I'm basically like a bike ride away from their 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 location in, in Venice and uh, California and and so I saw like I think I saw like on on OpenSea the collection I'm like wait what's this all about then I like went to their website I just thought oh, okay they do live minting and I just biked over and uh, they're like oh no we're like fully booked like you have to there were like months out of reservations I'm like oh serious and and they're like yeah and so and I'm like all right so then I just went back reserved a spot and then went back and it's it was it's amazing like they were they had reservations um you know for months in advance and then you know then they start that was when they were by the way doing it for free so it was a free mint um now they they don't do that anymore 
Um, and and it basically, and I saw some first timers who were minting, which was really cool. Where you know, it's kind of like they make it an experience where you you know go to you know a representative uh, of the space and they uh, you know have a tablet and they you know walk you through the the live minting experience and then you know all of a sudden on a big screen you see what you know you don't you're not selecting what you're minting so it's like you know randomly generated you see what what you just minted and and it's almost like and there's like a celebration there so I think the live minting would be so then the question is okay what would be live minted and I think you know, that could be many different options. One would be to, you know, work with some of the amazing, you know, creatives in, in, in crypto skulls, because, you know, we have the commercial rights to the crypto skulls for them to, and that's even another DAO kind of opportunity within an opportunity where uh, submitting like a derivative um, of a crypto skull to be featured as one of the, you know, primary mints in the museum. And then, so that could be a really great option. The other is, which would be more ambitious is, you know, and maybe not immediately because, you know, the demonic skulls recently came out, but if there ever was an interest in, you know, having another, uh, you know, more official crypto skulls uh, collection for all to like have that as like, you know, whether it's a a thousand or whatever addition to be, you know, a a live minting uh, experience that that could happen as well. At NFT NYC, I went to uh, the Rafika and Adol exhibit, um, uh, at our tech house and and he did something similar where you had to be in person to to mint his thousand i think it was a there were addition of like a thousand pieces um so anyway so there's a lot around there as far as the experience itself i i, I love this i love this idea of like the crypto skulls as like or even i don't know if this gets too cheesy leonidas but like i'm even like <laughs> where it's like the crypt uh like personifying a crypto skull as like the the tour guide for you know guess it you know through the history of of historical nfts or it's more just like abstract and metaphorical where it's like no crypto skulls is presenting you know a historical nft collection is presenting you know exhibit of historical nfts i just think there's something really genuine and authentic and 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 um you know has real value there not just for you know the crypto skulls but also for the entire ecosystem and then as far as the other opportunities, I think this is also where it could be cool for the DAO, like there could be so many angles for DAO participation where, you know, the famous you know, exit through the gift shop, right? That's where a lot of the, uh, you know, museums make make money. And so there's so much merch opportunities with something like this and not just merch for crypto skulls, but if there is the inclusion of other historical NFT projects, you know, there could be the merch uh, uh, produced for them. And then the cross-pollination or collaboration you know, like like we've already done, right? With moon, uh, uh, you know, with, with uh, the moon cats, and and so like that merch angle, whether it's limited edition prints, whether it's skate decks, whether it's apparel, um, there's so much there. Even like, and I know this is going to sound like really ambitious, but I do think like you know, with self publishing now, you could have a book of historical NFTs that's for sale at this exhibit. You know, there's a lot. Oh, Justin, I love you. Thank you for all that. Um. God, you're like really like thinking exactly along the lines I've been thinking too. I, the one part I didn't get to was like the exit through the gift shop component. But, you know, that's been something we've been thinking about and talking about, at least in my mind, like for the last couple of weeks. But I know the museum's been talked about for like eight months. Um, but yeah, that was kind of the realization that XOAO and I came to. I think Leonidas was on vacation, so he wasn't directly part of our like thought process. But it was like... You know, there's so many collectors within our community. We have people like Leonidas and Adam, um, you know, and OGs 
like you know eric rhodes and wizard x like we have a lot of collectors already in the emily snow emily yeah yeah the list goes the list goes on people like i think i'm pretty sure rob missed bought a skull even like i don't i don't know we've got a bunch of people yeah it's like you know it's like almost all of them in a way you know um and then you know kind of more new newcomers or you know kind of whatever generation i'm a part of like i'm also finding myself kind of with that same passion to collect you know, moon cats and, you know, I alpha grabbed a curio card apple like a week ago. So like people are, you know, are following that red skull buying his puny code exclamation mark, like all of it. Um, and yeah, I, I, let's talk more, Justin, because I think a lot of your ideas align really closely with what I've been talking about. And I, I do agree with Leonidas and XOAO. Whenever I'm talking to XOAO, he's like, oh, we got to start with, like, version one. And I'm like, no, like, let's do the worldwide tour. Like, let's get the – let's activate it all. Um, but, yeah, just kind of outlining those steps. And, you know, I think it is a huge opportunity, just like you've said. It's, like, how can the DAO be a part of, like, facilitating and storytelling? And, you know, I think at the end of the day, we all just – like we all love the art. We all love the people involved in all of these communities. And I think the CryptoScope DAO is kind of in this leadership position to, um, you know, to take a stab at least at trying to, to bring all of those people and pieces together. So yeah, that got me really excited to hear kind of you essentially like present ideas that we've been like talking about and thinking about. So it seems like there's good interest in that and there's probably ways we can tweak all of that. Do you, I guess that you're like, was that your nice way of saying, man, just go check the discord? <laughs> well, no, not yet. Cause a lot of it's just like brainstorming right now, but yeah, I, it, it's reaffirming that there's interest. I guess, Justin, do you have any comments or thoughts on like, if you're thinking about a metaverse museum, like, do you have recommendations of what platform that could be on? I, I guess to me, like Leonidas was saying like, Oh, it could be like a, a list on a website which is great. And I think that's a good starting point. A little boring to me. Like I want like immersive. I want like music playing and audio and maybe video components. Like I have like kind of big dreams in my mind, but what do you think, Justin, platform wise? Do you have recommendations for things to check out? I think that's what stage we're in is kind of like a um, uh, surveying the field mode. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Um, one of my um, uh, friends uh, is a, uh, I don't know if you you all know Luis uh, Fernandez, who um, he does. He's an architect, but he also does like, um, you know, digital architecture now and digital design. And he's so I've he's often like uh, sent me, you know, invites to check out because he tests all these different platforms, you know, the because uh, he designs spaces and then um, and then has art installed in the spaces that you can then, uh, you know, tour virtually. And even like he's replaced his Zoom meetings with with these spaces. So I've. I've recognized the most important thing is the 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 ability for um, robust capabilities, but even more importantly for a lightweight user experience on the front end, because some of the kind of metaverse or virtual world experiences are so heavy that they like there's buffering issues um, if you don't have like a gaming you know PC etc. I've like Moniverse, I think is is. Oh, they're okay there is some like they're beautiful design but i think is like a little bit um there's some you know uh buffering because you know it's a pretty heavy solution 
honestly, like on cyber to me has been like by far like the best seamless frictionless experience that I've never had an issue on web, on mobile, like on any PC or tablet or laptop. I just think they've they've achieved something that others haven't. Um, so I would I would I would say that I was uh, going along the lines of being super ambitious here. I was like thinking like when you when you think about like a virtual space or a virtual world or a metaverse, I redefine it. There's also a cool opportunity for someone, uh, you know, like like light, light, a 3D designer to basically design almost like a historical space, right? Like something that feels like a historical like structure where the art, the historical artwork that would you know be be installed on would be kind of cool, rather than you know some of the more just like you know templated you know modern gallery uh, style, just to give it all uh, super connected um, and cohesive experience. So. But yeah, I think on cyber to me so far has been the best one I've tested. Cool. Thank you for that. I guess if you have recommendations for people that could maybe build out a space or who would be interested in that, send it over for sure. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I'd always I always love to, you know, I think the, uh, get Crypto Skulls, you know, collectors first, first, first. And I know there's so many creatives, right? There are some 3D designers, too. I'm, I'm pretty sure I've seen some work, right? Yeah, I mean, we can, I, yeah, I'm pretty confident that if we like tap into the network and just put out a kind of like you were saying, a proposal, I forget what term you use, but basically say we want somebody to build this museum. Uh, I, I definitely think uh, there's some people potentially from in the community or maybe somebody knows somebody and we can get somebody pretty talented uh, to do that. And if it's on cyber and I'm, you know, I'm a little bit the opposite of Justin and like, I'm just like, let's get a really basic thing up first. And then we'll work our way there. And there's like a constant, there's always a tension in every project I'm part of in this. It's like, you know, um, what can we actually do versus what do we like have the dream to do? Um, you just so, find the tension between me and my co-founder. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. But <laughs> yeah, basically, uh, this is why I was like, if we do a website, like I would be very proud and happy to see a, a single page website for the start. But um yeah, on cyber is pretty sick. I think uh, it checks a lot of boxes, and I agree. We don't want people downloading software on their com- to their computers like Sandbox. We don't want people having to you know decentralize cool, but you have to click through a couple things to even get to it. Like people have like literally no attention. Like they need to click a link and be dropped into the space, and that's to me that's kind of like a requirement. And I think there's a few places that have that down pretty good. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely an advocate for uh, being in one of those. By the way, I have to jump off in 10 minutes. One, one last question I have for now is, um, do you know, like, uh, do most of the other uh, historical NFT founders, are they also uh, collectors of Crypto Skulls? Specifically, I'm thinking right now of Pixarium and, um, you know, because that also would uh, be an inroads into the, the Japan market. Um, but does anyone, is anyone aware of that? It's a great question. Like, yeah, it's, it's a really interesting question. So I would say, the the founders because there's probably like maybe like 50 founders that i've interviewed on the twitter spaces i do twice a week for the past six months uh and in general like probably half of them aren't really into collecting nfts at all like they were just like some crazy like og who's then like not into nfts quite as much anymore um but there's definitely a few that have like really gone down the rabbit hole of collecting um as far as like founders like i mean for example like you know robness that's like an example of someone that's like very respected uh, creator of like the Lord cat card and rare Pepe's that like holds a skull. But like, yeah, I'm trying to think like there definitely are like uh, 
Crypto Fighters, Ellie, if you know who that is, it's a 2018 project, one of the first play to earns. Like he's uh, holds a few skulls. Um, I'm I'm just gonna I probably just can't say off the top of my head necessarily, but there's definitely there's definitely some out there. Um, but yeah, it, it's uh, I agree. It's these are great connections to have, and um, yeah, I, I I think it's it's important to kind of create that network and um, you know just collaborating with. I think you know we've got. Yeah, we, we've had we've done collabs in the past and we've got collabs in the future that we want to do and collaborating with other founders and projects, I think, is, is just an awesome kind of step um, because, yeah, I mean, historical projects, you know, often will not get on the grand stage of the NFT space, but um, it can always help when you're like working together with another project uh, to get to kind of tell reach a bigger audience gain awareness for yeah. both of those projects that's a kind of win-win when you're kind of smaller maybe on the scale of like everybody just paying attention to the yuga's latest latest uh update in their discord or whatever right so teaming up with other projects i think is really a powerful thing when you're uh not like the biggest in the space Well, yeah, Justin, appreciate you coming up. Um, you're, you know, you've got your finger on the pulse of all the in, in real life brand activation stuff. So, like, it was cool just hearing about that uh, crypto Venetians thing. Like, this is the kind of stuff that I'm glad you're part of the community, keeping us on the bleeding edge of stuff like this. It's good to just be kind of aware. Um, so, if, yeah, if you ever have like cool things you're seeing in these places you're traveling to, like, just let us know. It's it's the kind of stuff where, you know, the DAO does want to support these kind of things and if you see something really cool, like let's the DAO is here to help support making these kind of things happen. And if there's a community member listening to this space right now and you, you've heard an idea that you think you have an idea of something you think would be cool. Like the DAO is a platform for you to do that thing. So that, that is the goal. That is what we're trying to do here with the DAO. So um, yeah, appreciate you coming up, Justin. Yeah, no, I, pre- I appreciate you all, all you and um, yeah. And, and I'll be checking in with you and, and definitely um, we'll be more active. We, you know, We've been we've been hiring, so I can delegate more now. So like there will be more uh, time freed up for me, and and definitely crypto skulls, um, you know, is 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 one of my passion areas. So um, yeah, I'll be checking in with you all uh, more actively. Sweet, Thanks for, there, this for sure. Has there been any? Uh, I don't know. Like, it doesn't have to be Web three related. Anything cool your company has done recently that like was just kind of a fun thing that uh, you guys were able to do? You guys are basically getting to experiment a lot, which I always like like to hear about uh, things startups are trying anything like kind of stand out over the past few months that's been uh cool that you guys have gotten to be part of or do yeah i mean no i appreciate that uh yeah i mean we've been augmenting these billboards um you know it's been uh you know uh, a use case we've been rolling out now which is is pretty pretty cool because it basically you know turns any you know static billboard into you know, like this interactive billboard and um uh, but yeah, you'll be seeing a lot of uh, kind of announcements and partnerships being rolled out over the next quarter uh, into 2023. Um, and, you know, some have been, you know, Web3 uh, connected brands, some some not. Uh, it's interesting to, you know, have clients who were not Web3, but now are, you know, uh, stepping into Web3. And the, 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 the greatest, uh, I'll leave with this, the greatest thing that you know, I or the most, I guess, uplifting thing that I've experienced through my conversations with, um, you know, those brands, whether they be, you know, small, medium or large, is the that the ones at least that interact with us are being really deliberate and thoughtful. And the opposite of, you know, cr- a cash 
grab his posture. Um, and I started to think about why, because, you know, you do hear these stories about like a lot of cash grabs. And I think it's because of this, that, you know, I've, and I always encourage, you know, our clients to like, look at, you know, AR, not for the sake of AR, AR should amplify something else. It's just a digital canvas of storytelling to amplify your story. And so it's a means to an end. And, and same thing with NFTs. I don't think there's no NF, NFT for the sake of NFT is no value. NFT by definition represents something else. Right. And so I'm realizing the clients that we have that are using AR to amplify their story are automatically like being more deliberate about like these kind of new technologies. So it's, it's, it's really cool for them to, you know, for us to kind of help guide them, you know, and, 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 and the fact that they're looking at AR and NFT at the same time is the bridge between the physical and the digital and the bridge between their existing audience and, you know, us early adopters. Like that's, I think how, in my view, the, the whole ecosystem is, is going to grow in a big way. So I'm, I love the physical meets digital, especially meeting, you know, people like the 99% of the world who have still yet to trade an NFT, meeting them where they're at, like on the block, not on the blockchain, but, you know, on the block and then bringing them to the blockchain. And that's those, those experiences are the best. Yeah. Totally. I mean, augmented reality is quite literally the exact in between of the digital and the physical. So it's a neat position. You're kind of, uh, in and it's like yeah i don't know do, do you have like you know when this apple device is coming out i've heard for years that apple's coming out with a device do you have any like if you had to guess when would that come out yeah so they they're that they're their most closed uh um you know ecosystem as far as releasing information um there are some like my my cto and lead ios developer uh you know, have some speculation around that, like as far as like an early, early device towards the end of next year. But that, you know, we'll in we we don't think that that's going to be full AR. You know, I think that that's going to be kind of like a hybrid type of situation. Um, but I, I really, I don't know. I think we're like two and a half to three years out from like the mass adopted AR, you know, glasses. Whether that's you know going to be Apple, um, Snap. Um, you know, Facebook, uh, Warby Parker, or a mix of, you know, of all of them. Um, I think we're like two and a half to, to three years out. But also what's the other really interesting thing is that, sorry, this will be the last thing I'll say, is that con like AR contact lenses, the technology there is not far behind the technology for AR glasses, which is really fascinating. So like, right as like AR glasses come out, there's going to be close behind it following like AR contact lenses. So the speed of innovation is just going to be kind of exponential. Like once, once we, you know, get over that soft software meets hardware hurdle. Jesus. That's insane. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's pretty wild. Contact yeah. lenses is like, yeah, that's what you see in the movies. <laughs> like I, I, I know the AR uh, glasses and stuff is like definitely pretty, pretty soon, hopefully, but yeah, contact lenses, that's that's a trip. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, right thanks, on. Justin. Yeah, yeah, thank you for being here, buddy. For sure, and I'll check in with you all. Um, but yeah, I appreciate all the work you've been doing. Yeah, because I know. I, also, I know like kind of these positions don't get as much appreciation as they should. So thank you all, like really for for you know being that like twenty four seven you know like team member of of Crypto Skulls. Yeah. Yeah, and, I mean seriously, Quantum XO, dude. I can't say it enough. Like. Thank you guys for everything you do. I just saw that you guys were hosting this space and got to jump in here. It's like sick, dude. It's awesome that you guys are doing this.
Cool. Thanks, guys. Yeah, we appreciate that. I'm probably going to hop now, too. It's been an hour and a half, so. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good time. But, um, yeah, that was really great to hear from Justin and Ocean. And, yeah, there's a lot kind of on the on the uh, docket for this fall. It's going to be really great. And, you know, despite whatever the market's doing, like, yeah, we're just out here building, trying to create some new relationships. And, you know, I think the encouragement, like you said, Leonidas, is like, yeah, for folks listening in, if you have ideas, I don't think there's really any idea like too big or too small to at least start talking about and, you know, finding ways the Dow can support somebody in achieving something really cool. Thanks, um, yeah, any last words from you guys and then we'll we'll quit the space. Yeah, it's been it's been a great space. Yeah, just thank you. Thank, thanks, Leo, for your time. And, uh, you know, it was great to chat with Justin and Ocean um just to hear their thoughts and ideas and you know it's really about like how do we empower you know other community members and and newcomers to come into crypto skulls and and let's create let's build you know let's let's work hard um but yeah super super stoked and you know thank you all for coming and and listening yep this has been really fun guys Have, have a great one everybody all right cool talk to you all later see you on discord thanks for being here